a stumble next door to the bar And now I must confess I could use some rest I can't run at this pace very long Yes, it's quite insane I think it hurts my brain Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Casey Cougar. He is Alex Howes. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that has officially won five straight football games alex how are you now good and you oh not so bad uh if we sound a little different it's because you're in florida i am in florida with our soccer team in their first ever a sun women's soccer championship we'll talk about more about that in a little bit but we've thrown it back to the to the dark days we're doing the pcast on zoom this is how me and colby did it from our apartments for like three months yeah and this is how i did classes for like a year and a half it was a it was a fun time. Colby was the only person outside of Max Remy that I got this got to talk to. It felt like for like you know a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, what's happened this past week, Alex? What are we What have we been up to? Um, I mean, we've had a lot of Austin P stuff go on. I mean, we've got all the seasons either starting to wrap up or they're just starting to get started. Um, had a lot of football. The Titans are making me kind of depressed. But yeah, yeah, how do you feel about how do you feel about starting quarterback Will Levis? I want you to (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. Some of them I can't say on the podcast, but at the end of the day, I just want the Titans to stop trading away our best players. We gave up. I can't wait for the trade. I I mean, we gave up Kevin Byard for a fifth and a sixth and Jermaine Edmonds. And I, I said it to you and Colby. I just wish that if we're going to embrace the rebuild, you embrace the rebuild. You trade Vrabel after the season. You trade Jeffrey Simmons or who? You say trade Vrabel? Yeah, Vrabel's on the trade block right now. Have you heard about that? I mean, I, I know you can trade coaches, but I didn't realize he was on the block. So it's one of those things because, you know, when the Broncos got Sean Payton over the offseason, uh, the Saints still – like he was still under contract with the Saints for two more years. So the Broncos had to give up a first and a third round draft pick. So the Titans are like, okay – Let's do that. So the Titans are in talks to trade him, Vrabel, to the Patriots because they think Belichick's going to retire after this year. So you give it to the guy that just got inducted into the Patriots' ring of honor. Um, have him take over. I know even, like, the Packers have said that they're interested in Vrabel, too. And I'm like, sure. And now now the Baltimore Ravens are interested in uh, Derrick Henry. And I'm like, can we stop doing – like, I get it. Like, if you're going to embrace the rebuild, do it. But don't trade Derrick Henry to the freaking Ravens. I had to watch Colts get hosed by NFL referees this weekend on two terrible pass interference calls in the end zone against the Browns. Well, yeah. one was a illegal contact and one was a pass interference. Yeah, and see, that was just a weird game because I was sitting there. I watched the last The Colts should have won that game. They got a stop, and they got the fumble forced on the EJ speed sack, and then they called it back because of some terrible illegal contact because Amari Cooper just ran into our defender. Exactly, and no, that 
that DPI in the end zone was just absolutely bogus because it was an uncatchable ball. Like Megatron first off, himself, first off, uncatchable. Like, and I, that's the biggest thing that they did with that DPI role. What five, six years ago? If it's uncatchable, it can't be DPI. Like Megatron himself could not have caught that ball. I love that they told Ursay that both of those plays were called wrong, and he immediately comes out and tells the media, "Yeah, we should have replay on everything." Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think coaches should be able to challenge a flag. I, I, I mean, may, maybe not like a holding call because you know there's holding on every play, but like on a DPI, on a roughing the passer stuff like that, you should definitely be able to throw a challenge flag. Should be, should be able to. Anywho, we had some tennis last week. We did have some tennis last week. Um, women's tennis was in the ITA Ohio Valley Regionals down in Knoxville. Um, and honestly, it was, it was a pretty good showing. Um, let's see, I'm trying to pull up. Their, they finished with 12 total wins, um, picked, up, picked up a handful of wins each day, which is, you know, good whenever you're going up against some of the best teams in the region. Um, Yana Leader made it to the main draw singles round of 32, which is kind of what you'd expect. She entered that tournament as the number nine seed, beat a couple of other highly ranked opponents, um, the one person that she ended up falling to um, was Belmont's number one, who those two have been going back and forth forever. But no, it was, it was a really good showing. I thought uh, Azia Fontana, uh, she's now a sophomore. Got to keep on rem- reminding myself to say that. Um, she had a good good weekend as well. I know her and uh, Yuha Chang went pretty far in the doubles round. So overall, it's a good way to wrap up your fall. And now you're looking ahead to a spring schedule that, yeah, I know me and Coach Maria Sorbella Morrison have talked about it a lot. It's going to be fun. They've got a lot of really big-time matches, and that should be coming out here pretty soon. We had the uh, Red and Black World Series this weekend as well, a little softball, a little softball down at uh, Captain Maynard Park, Cheryl Holt Field. Yeah. Who won that? It was the. Uh, it was kind of a wild series, right? Yeah, it's, it's one of the – like, it seems like every single time it's all – because, like, you know, it's a three-day event. It's best two out of three. Um, I'm trying to pull I know it up. two days. Yeah. So on day one, uh, they split each team won one game on day one. So it went to the second day tied and it was a late inning rally that lifted the red team to a win. So yeah, mm-hmm. red team scored five runs in the seventh inning to rally and win six to three. Okay. Not yeah. bad. No. And I think, was, uh, the red team went into the bottom of the set or top of the seventh trailing three to one. Kylie Campbell got the rally start with a one-out double, followed by an RBI single from Mackenzie Duke to cut the deficit three to two. Skylar Sheridan had a single to move the runner in scoring position, and uh, it was on from there. I think it's a good way for this team to wrap up the fall. I think I think this is a team that you know you're coming off a postseason win in your first year in the ASUN last year. Um, got a lot of good things, you know. I know Coach Stanton and I were talking a couple days ago that you know they're trying there's. There's a lot of position battles on this team. Um, I know you got Jordan Benefil, who's kind of your ace, but also kind of not your ace. Um, she's really good. I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of questions that like, hey, who's going to play third base? Because Lexi Osowski-Anderson, who's been a mainstay there for five years, isn't there anymore. But I think, you know, when you talk about the Red and Black World Series, I think they learned a lot about the team there. I think you learned a lot about the team in the fall in general. So it's going to be a lot of fun this uh, come this spring. The Austin P volleyball team split a pair of matches last week. The Govs started off the weekend with a 3-0 sweep of Queens on Friday, 
Then they dropped the three to nothing match against Kennesaw State the very next day in the Dunn Center. Uh, were you at those matches? You were there, right? We had, they wore the pink. Yeah, no, it was a uh, good little pink. Honestly, I thought we had a pretty good turnout for a lot of those matches as well, especially with everything else going on. Um, I think, you know, we talked about it the past couple of weeks that the Govs were, you know, struggling a little bit. They had a lot of really good matches, whether it was down in Florida or matches against like an Eastern Kentucky or a Bellarmine that they needed to get back in the win column. And, you know, they did that against Queens. It was a, you know, a 3-0 sweep of the Royals. Um, that's, that's what you should do. Was it the prettiest match in the world? No. But at the same time, you come away with a three-set win. You know, you go to overtime in both of the first two sets, and you just handle business in the third one. Um, so that one was good. And then kind of uh, Kennesaw State kind of just had their number. They they matched up with us really well. It, it was a close match in all three sets. It was 25-23 in the first and the second, 25-19 in the third. But um, just wasn't able to – wasn't really able to get open on the outside, but, you know, it's all right. Now you just look ahead. Now you're really getting into the last three or four weeks of the regular season. It's almost tournament time for them, too. Back to that 3-0 sweep of Queens. 14 kills for Michaela Powell. 10 kills for Sarah Carnathan. Seven kills each for Anna Rita and Jamie Seward. They both hit 600 in the match. Not a bad little outing for them. Uh, four blocks, or excuse me, yeah, four blocks for Seward and Carly Graham each. And then uh, 18 digs for Kelsey Mead. She also led the team with 24 assists, as she does. You know. Yeah. And, I mean, Kelsey Mead's been a mainstay on this team for, shoot, as long as I've been here, honestly. And she's she's playing good. Michaela Powell's starting to get back in it, too. I think Maggie Keenan had a, you know, even, even in that loss to um, Kennesaw State, she had a pretty good day. So, you know, the, the players that you've been looking to kind of pick it up a little bit have been starting to pick it up and – it's right now is when you need them the most. All right, Alex, tell me about that last week of soccer. Because you told me if we didn't beat Lipscomb or get tie Lipscomb, we needed some help to get in, and we sure did it. Honestly, I think we've gotten pretty lucky with a couple of ways that things have fallen. So the Gubs were in Nashville on Saturday. They dropped a 4 0 decision to the Bisons, who finished the regular season undefeated. I think this is a team that could make a lot of moves. Um, in the postseason, whether that's in the ASUN tournament, of course, or like even like the NCAAs, they're a really good team. But the good thing about that match is we had everything before it started fall our way. Five minutes before first kick, we had found out that we had clinched. It was, it's one of those things that, it, you know, you have your regular tiebreakers in soccer. It's who has the most points in conference play. And then it's head to head. And then it's uh, your, there's about a hundred different tiebreaker scenarios. And I swear we used every single one of them to get in this tournament. Um, so it was the fact that Kennesaw State beat Queens, and then I think it was Stetson lost to Florida Gulf Coast, had us win it. It also helped that we were the last match to start that night. So, yeah, we had a lot of things fall our way. Um, but it's just good because now the Govs are in their first ever Ace on Soccer Championship under second-year head coach Kim McGowan. I think the team, you know, despite that 4-0 loss to Lipscomb, I think they've been looking really good, especially defensively. Um, and I know we'll probably talk about it a little bit in the next segment, but they're they're going to be looking to make a couple waves here pretty soon. All right, we'll get to the back to the soccer in a bit. Let's talk about the craziest football game I've ever seen. Austin, awesome if you ever play it. Uh, 
insane. I don't even know where to start. Southern Illinois goes, Southern Illinois, excuse me, Southern Utah goes up seven up. Okay, no big deal. Govs immediately go down the field, score again, seven to seven. Govs get a stop. Southern Utah kicks to Cam Thomas. Last time they did that in the game, because Cam ran that thing back 82 yards for a touchdown, that ties the Austin P single season punt return touchdown record and the Austin P career punt return touchdown record. So the next time someone is foolish enough to kick the Cam Thomas, he's breaking both of those records. I hope he does it this year because I want that single season record in the bag. Uh, all right. So after the Cam Thomas punt return, we get a Southern Utah touchdown, a Southern Utah touchdown. It's 14. It's 21 to 14. Last play of halftime. We get an offside. They get an untimed down. They're like, we're going to throw this thing to the end zone. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. We defend it perfectly. Michael Rutland sees the ball up. Two-hand bats it down. Textbook, right? Right. The ball bounces off of the shoulder pad of one of our defenders right into a receiver's hand after it gets batted down. Unlucky. How how insane is that? It, it's actually insane. And I didn't I didn't see it in the moment, but after I saw that they were up even more right going into the halftime, I was like, what what just happened? And then I saw it and I was like, oh, oh, gotcha. I mean, we defended it. You're supposed to bat that down. And we did it, and it just hit a shoulder pad. It was wild. Uh, Southern Utah comes out again, scores on the first drive of the second half. Now they're up 35-14. to 14. We're playing at 6,000 feet of elevation. We're across the country. We're playing a team we've never seen. A lot of teams cashing it in right there. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you sit there and you're like, all right, with every single odd going against us, it's time to just pack it in. But I tell you what – I. <laughs> Not did not happen. That is not what the Govs did on Saturday. All right, so down twenty-one points. Uh, Govs go down and score. Mike DeLillo touchdown run, 35-21. Govs get a stop. Go down and score again. Javon Jackson touchdown run, thirty-five twenty-eight. Last play or first play of the fourth quarter. Govs down a touchdown. What do we do? We run the double reverse pass. Mm-hmm. Mike DeLillo to Javon Jackson, back to Trey Goodman, who goes 50 yards across the field with the ball, I think, right? I mean, oh he is, he's is he got it. He's getting chased. He almost gets hit. Mike DeLillo throws a block. This play is just all over the place. He's going out of bounds, launches it downfield. Shaq's down there somewhere, he said. Mm-hmm. Trey Shackelford goes up, catches the ball, touchdown. The ref in the end zone thinks we're playing defense, signals a fair catch or signals <laughs> a touchback. He doesn't even know the Govs have the ball. Signals touchback. They have to go review it because nobody knows what's happening. They also had to review the targeting that didn't get called because Trey Goodman got lit up when he threw that ball out of bounds. That should have been a targeting. They finally realized we're not playing defense. Touchdown, Govs. Tie game. Trey Goodman's first career touchdown pass 54 yards for a touchdown to Trey Shack. Wild play. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the move, it was just an absolute he, he Trey Goodman said it on the inside the film room this week. When Scotty called the play, Scotty was like, hey, Trey, you know, if uh, – if you don't see anything, if you don't see it, just run. Take off and run. And Trey went to the huddle and told other Trey, I'm throwing that thing no matter what. <laughs> he said, it's coming. Be ready. And uh, Shaq went up and won the jump ball and touchdown Govs, tie game. Uh, we scored again after that, too. Mike DeLillo, 10-yard touchdown run. So that's 28 unanswered to take a 42-35 to lead with two minutes and 20 seconds left. Bad news is Southern Utah goes down and ties it with a minute left. So we go to overtime. Mm-hmm. First overtime, we get the ball first. Mike DeLillo throws a pass across the middle, gets tipped. There's a jump ball in the middle of the field. Jordan Goko is our guy going up for the ball. He's six foot, how eight, 
nine, whatever. He's tall, right? Yep. Good guy to have in a jump ball situation. He gets hit, ball falls right in one of their defenders' hands. Not great at this time. Nobody's feeling good at this moment. Mm-hmm. Defense goes out and holds them to a field goal. It's a 42-yard field goal. Would have been a career high for their kicker. Clangs it off the upright. Govs are back in business, right? And the best thing about that is our defense gets to go right back out against their offense that just got stopped. Our defense is feeling the momentum right now. Right. And they get it down to like the 10 or the 15, I'd say. Huge sack by Javon Young and Jose. Jose Knifley forced him out of the pocket. Javon Young takes takes the sack, moves him back, right? Then they mm-hmm. try and throw one to the end zone. Javon McIver break up. So we hold up. Their kicker hits a 40-yard field goal this time. You're feeling pretty good after that field goal. Definitely. The guys get the ball third down and what, like third down and eight maybe? Sorry Mike DeLillo that. gets big flushed out of the pocket. Play breaks down. Flips it to Javon Jackson who takes it 14 yards for a first down. You texted me at this point like, thank you, sweet baby Jesus, for Javon Jackson. Yep. <laughs> so Javon gets the first down. We're on the eight. Uh, quick slant to Trey Goodman. Nice little man beater for six. Ball game. Govs win. Wild. Wild scene in Utah. I mean, it, it was just another one of those things that was like, honestly, thank you for Javon Jackson. Thank you for Trey Goodman. Trey Shackelford. Like, all of them. Like, Thank every- you for Mike DeLillo. Thank you for Tyler Graham missing that 42-yard field goal to win the game. Like, it was just an amazing game of like honestly, I would say it was just a great game. It was just a great game. And even if you're Southern Utah, until you know the last touchdown, of course, like you're probably enjoying that game too. Minus the no, that yeah, that was the, one of the best football. I couldn't breathe like the last hour of that game. And and it's like Southern Utah, and I was talking to a couple of friends who were watching it too, and they're like, dude, I thought you guys were this good team. You're facing a two and four Southern Utah team. And I was like, no, no, no. You guys don't understand. This is the best two and four team in the country. In the country. There's no better team that's two and four in the country. They've got a 29-year-old quarterback with like a billion career passing yards. He's thrown for a hundred career touchdowns. He's got a retirement fund. He's got, I mean, that guy's that guy's been around college football. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But no, at the end of the day. Emirates, 6,000 feet elevation. Yeah, get out of here. That was a great game. That's a big win. Big win. They're tough. They're still number 41 in the Massey ratings, I think, even at two and five. So they're the best two and five people. No, definitely. But no, you know, the Govs came into that one hot. And at the end of the day, I don't care if we were down by 100. We were coming back. We were coming back and winning that game. We've said it on the PCAST more than once. There's no ugly road wins in conference play. Right. No ugly road wins in con- no ugly wins in conference play. Period. You win a conference game, who cares how? Exactly. And they don't ask how; they ask how many. Got that right. But no, it's good win, good way to come into homecoming weekend. And the guys are hot. That's five in a row. That's our what? That's still the longest winning longest streak, streak since, since twenty nineteen. Yeah, we won seven straight two thousand nineteen. So they let the guys get hot. They let us get ranked number twenty. That number is just going to keep on getting lower. Yeah. Anywho, we'll talk more about this week's homecoming game against North Alabama in a minute. Right now, I'm going to take a break, and we're going to be joined by Michaela Powell on this week's interview, which is brought to you by the Flats Off Mass, and that's Michaela Powell, the offensive volleyball team, right after this. You got a fast car, and I want to take it to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. You got a fast car, and I 
got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Joining us on the PCAST, we've got a graduate right side hitter on the Austin P volleyball team. That's Michaela Powell. Michaela, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, not a busy class day, I guess. You're just hanging out, eating yep. breakfast. Nothing, nothing too big going on. Yep. Are you all online? Or are you in person? I have one in class. Class. So most of our graduates class. do not have any in person classes. I feel like. Yeah, well, I'm still working on my undergrad, actually. Okay, so you're not a graduate student. Yes, I'm just I, a fifth year. I jumped the gun. I jumped yeah, the gun. I'm just that. behind since I transferred. You're going to graduate soon, though, right? December, yeah. December, there you go. So just, you know, just a couple months. I'll be ahead. a grad student in the spring, In the though. spring. You'll yep. be a grad student for Beach. All right, so no classes today. Nope. Just online. Must be nice, uh, especially for a travel day, right? Don't have to yes. worry about missing class or anything. I will miss class on Friday, though. Oh, well, it happens. <laughs> it happens. All right, let's talk about volleyball. You played high school volleyball at Raymore. Peculiar, peculiar high school, Ray yep. Peck, as you said, uh, in the greater Kansas City area, right? Yes. So you are in uh, all greater Kansas City Suburban Conference, all honorable mentions as a senior, uh, played some club volleyball for a couple different teams. Uh, I feel like club volleyball is one of those things, it's different than any other sport because I feel like you always have played with somebody you know that's yeah. like at your school now. Or like, maybe not since you're from Kansas City. Yeah. Like Emma comes in, she's like, oh yeah, I played against Jenna and Jamie in a tournament. Yeah. Did you ever play against anybody here, like, in club days? No. No. I didn't. Well, I since I grew up on the um, Missouri side, okay, about 30 minutes from, like, Kansas City, like the city, um, but I played club on the Kansas side Okay. about 30 minutes from where I lived, so um, I didn't really play with anybody from high school, and then, obviously, when I came out here, I don't know any club that any of these girls played on. That's why I was kind of surprised because Emma was on here two weeks ago. She's like, oh, yeah, I played against Jamie and uh, Jenna. It's like, well, you're from Bowling Green. They're from the West Coast. How's yeah. that happen? Some big tournament in Arizona. So you never know with volleyball. That's, yeah. That's one of the things about it. All right. So out of high school, you go to Johnson County Junior College in Overland Park, Kansas. That's right there near Kansas City, right? Yeah. That's where I live now. Okay. You live in Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, first team all Kansas Jayhawk Community College uh, honors your fr- freshman and sophomore year. Uh, sophomore year went pretty well. Yeah, sophomore year was pretty well, you could say that. NJCA Division II All-American National Player of the Year and the most valuable player of the NJCA Division II National Tournament. Yeah, uh, and no, national champs. And you, I was gonna, That was my next question. <laughs> how far did you guys go in that tournament? We won the, ter- we won the won national tournament. We won the national championship. Yep. How, how many teams are in that, uh, in that um, tournament? I know NCAA Volleyball is a 64-team like the basketball tournament. I think it starts with 32. Okay. And then it kind of narrows down. So what, six games, four games, something like that? Yeah. It's still. And, and obviously you're a big part of that team. What was it like to win a national championship? Um, it was really surreal, honestly. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. It's crazy to think that it's been three and a half years. Yeah, almost four years. Almost four years since that happened. Um, it was – I mean, I love that team. And, that, I mean, going to a JUCO was honestly – I feel like people kind of – crap on JUCO sometimes, but that was one of like the best years of my life in college. It was so awesome. Junior college is the right move for a lot of people. It's maybe you're at a small school. Maybe nobody sees you. Just something happens and you go there. You have some good years and now you're a division one volleyball player. Exactly. You play in a national and you won a national championship. It doesn't matter what level you're at. If you win a national championship, you win a national championship. Right. right. So where where's that tournament played at? Or where's that national championship played um, at? Um that was in I believe it was in Iowa. Okay. I think. What Don't do you remember about that national championship, that last match? The last match. Did you um, get the final kill? Yes, I did get you the final kill. You did get kill. the final yes, kill. Yes, I, 
I had set my, at the time, career high in that game. Okay. At 20 kills. Not a bad day to set your career high. Yeah. And um, I actually felt horrible because my allergies were killing me. And I took, like, NyQuil and Sudafed and DayQuil. And, like, I was drugged up because I couldn't breathe. And, um, but I, and we still had COVID and stuff. So, like, people on the bench, like, when you came out, you had to put a mask on yeah. and everything. Um but our coach kind of just sit back, sat back and let us do our thing. And we actually, in the quarterfinals, we almost got out. We went to a five-set um, game, and we were down 14 to 10 in the fifth set of the quarterfinal. Not great. And, yeah, and we came back and won 19 to 17 to go to the semifinal. So, like, and at that point, our coach kind of was just like, whatever happens, we're happens. just going to let them do it because they want it. And, and then, yeah, we just kind of took over. It Can was awesome. Can you still, like, visualize that last kill? Like, yes. Like, you just, like, have that play burned into your memory? Yes. It was It was so surreal, too, because that team that we played had won, I think, the year before or got second the year before. They were always in, like, the um, championship game. And so I think we were all kind of nervous to play them because they had experience. And mm -hmm. we hadn't been to the national tournament, like, in years. We hadn't won in over 20 years. And so I think – I definitely remember that moment, and so I remember seeing my parents and stuff. My dad was crying, like he was so happy. And that ball hits the ground, dog pile. Just are you? Right yes, in the middle everyone of it? just. You yes. got the final kill, so you're on the bottom. Yes, right? I was right in the middle of it, and it was just, it just like puts a smile on my face every time I think about it. And all these, all those girls on the team, like we all, we're all so close, and we're like um, gonna get together over Christmas break and hang out and stuff. And so we're all like really tight knit. It's like a family for sure. Was everybody on that team kind of local to Kansas? Because I feel like sometimes JUCOs become localized where you go to one near you, but sometimes people go across the country. Yeah, um, honestly, most girls were from Kansas. We had um, – or, like, the Missouri, Kansas area. I think the furthest was we had, like, two girls from Oklahoma. Okay. And everyone else was from, like, the Missouri, Kansas area, The St. Kansas Louis. Jayhawk Junior College League is competitive in basically every sport. Yeah. It might be the best in the country. Yeah, it was – we were told that it was like the best conference for volleyball. It's the best in the football country. junior college country or conference. It's yeah, maybe the best baseball junior college conference. It's it's just good at everything. Yeah. So, two seasons there. Mm -hmm. You come to Austin P. Things yes. have gone pretty well here too. Three straight three hundred kill seasons. Not bad. Yeah. You're what sixty five kills from a thousand would make you the sixteenth player to ever do that. A thousand here. Kills. Yeah, at Austin P. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. There, <laughs> see, there we go. We're just teaching you new things. Uh, <laughs> What's the biggest difference from junior college volleyball to the Division One level? Um, or is there one? Mm, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know honestly, because just at my JUCO, she honestly ran it like it was like a Division One program. I mean, we don't have as many rules pertaining to like preseason, so we started um, second week of July, and we were in there every day and just. So this is easy now. I wouldn't say easy. <laughs> I definitely would say the competition is a lot tougher. That's definitely the main difference. I think the competition is a lot tougher. And I would say the level of play is more, like, advanced. But The thing we get from high school girls whenever I ask them that question is that the speed of the game is a lot faster yeah. at this level. Yeah. Is, I, it, is there a change from junior college to this level in just kind of the speed? Yeah. Or is it the junior college equal? I think, I think um, the speed is a – definitely different it's not like a huge difference i would say for me personally you had like a nice medium in between yeah high school and here because obviously from high school high school is definitely level. a lot slower yeah <laughs> yeah uh you're left-handed yes are there a lot of left-handed volleyball players i feel like i've watched a lot no. of volleyball and i don't see many no everybody's right-handed but yeah well i mean most people in the world are right most people so. in the world are right-handed <laughs> right but i feel like in a lot of sports you go to a baseball field you go to a softball field you find a lot more lefties right 
you go to a volleyball game, I don't. You're the only lefty I've ever like off the top of my head. I cannot name another lefty I've ever seen play here. Jamie Seward. Jamie Seward. That's two. So we've got two. So she she's a sophomore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's different. Has it helped your volleyball career? Because people don't see it. So they're used to seeing. I don't know. You're going in for the block. You're used to seeing it come from this side. Mm-hmm. You're swinging from the opposite side. Right. It, in baseball, you get used to it. In the volleyball, maybe people aren't. I think. Um, I think there is a little bit of a difference, especially, like, in games. Like, when you're on the court, like, I can hear, like, girls on their side, like, okay, like, watch the lefty. Like, there's a lefty over here. Like, it's something that teams will, like, pick up on. They because have to focus on it. Because I do think just, like, we can hit different shots that maybe some right-handed people can't. And I think also just the way, like, the ball comes off of our hand is a little different, too. And blocking a left-handed hitter is different because you have to line up differently on the net and stuff. So, when you got to Austin P, you also started playing beach volleyball. Yes. Had you ever played beach volleyball before? No. I played for, like, fun. Just, yeah. Like, everybody's, like, went out to but the But not, beach like, court, doubles. Like, not, no. like, real beach volleyball. No. You'd never done that. Nope. So, the first time you ever did that was here in yep. Clarksville. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on beach volleyball? How has it helped your indoor game? Has it helped your indoor game? I love it, honestly. It. <laughs> my first year here, like, I was really excited about it, and it was frustrating. Like, it's hard to pick up because it is, honestly, like, a completely different sport than indoor. That's what everybody says, completely different. Rules yeah. are different. You can hit the ball different. Yep. It's it's frustrating, too. Like it, But then it kind of – like, I kind of just, like, snapped, and I just kind of, like, got it. There was just a moment. Yeah, there was just a moment. I was like, okay, like, I'm kind of getting the hang of this. And then I played on the twos the past two years, so I obviously – you Your know. first year here, it didn't help that you got paired with Brooke Moore. Or it helps that you got paired with Brooke Moore yeah. as one of the winningest beach volleyball players I you've mean, ever had. I she, mean, she taught me a lot in beach. It was really awesome being able to play with her because, obviously, she has an amazing career here, and she was an amazing player, and she taught me a lot. And I do think, back to your question, it helps indoor. Like, it helps strengthen, like, your legs, and it helps your vertical, and it, like, helps you, like, add shots to like your book that's what everybody of. said it helps you add like different kinds of shots because mm-hmm. you can't hit the same and right you have to worry about okay i've got two people how do i because you can't always just in beach you can't just go up and hammer it down like you do yeah. on the indoor court you can you can, I can. some people if you're some big enough can. you yes. can not everybody <laughs> not can, everyone but you right. can on every shot right and, and i mean in indoor you just you get that nice high set and yeah put it right down on the ground right exactly um do you enjoy beach you said you did i think yeah I do. I love it. And people always ask me, like, which do I like more? And I hate that question because, I mean, and indoor has been a sport I've played for so long. And so it's, like, my, like, sport. And beach is, like, newer. New. But I do love it. And I do want to continue to play after I graduate and stuff, like getting the AVP and everything. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like after you graduate, there's a lot more opportunities to play beach volleyball than there are to play. In- I mean, there's yeah. you can play indoor in, like, a club league or something right. like Travis plays. But there's, I feel like there's a lot more beach going on right. just for people that want to play for fun. Yeah, I, and I always wanted to, like, go overseas and try to play professionally. But um, I just love beach, and it's so much easier on my body, too. Like, indoor just really kind of tears your body apart. Um, but I would love to, like, try to get into the AVP world and just travel and play beach. Just see what happens, just right? see what happens, just yeah. See, did you play any other sports? Uh, I actually played soccer for um, 13 years. Okay, what position did you play in soccer? I was a defender. You were a defender. So I started volleyball relatively late. Okay. I didn't start playing until eighth grade. When did they, when you start playing volleyball? When you figured out you could jump out of the gym? Um, I don't know. It just kind of like my mom, my mom loves volleyball, and she just wanted me to kind of try out. And I played like rec volleyball like in eighth grade. And then I played on like the volleyball team for like my eighth grade team. 
And then I was like, oh, like, this is really fun. And then I played both for a couple years in high school. And then I was like, okay, I have to pick one. So my sophomore year, I quit soccer, which was really hard because I played. You played it for a long time. For longer than I've played volleyball. I love, I still love soccer. I still miss it. I miss it every day. What is your vertical right now? Like, I know you guys measure those, right? Do you have any idea? Yes. Um, the last time we did, like, the jump test to, like, and, like, you jump up and, like, touch the thing, I touched 10-2. So you can touch a basketball rim? Yes. No problem? Yeah. Did you ever get recruited to play on a basketball team at any point? I mean, um, if you can jump like that. In high school, the basketball coach always tried to get me to come try out. But I tried playing basketball when I was younger because my uncle, like, loves basketball. Right. He played basketball, and I absolutely hated it. Just not your thing? It was not my thing at all. I did not like it. <laughs> all right. Enough of the volleyball. Uh, I talked to Carly Graham yesterday, okay. and she told me that you've had every job ever. <laughs> Is that what she said that verbatim? Is, she, she, <laughs> close enough. She said she's held every job ever. What, what, what does she mean? What, what jobs have you done? It's so funny because a lot of the girls, like, give me a hard time about it because we'll just be talking about something. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I did I worked this and I did this. And they're like, dude, like, I feel like you've just – my first job was Culver's when I was 15. Okay. So I worked at Culver's, and then um, I worked at an animal, like a dog, like boarding mm-hmm. facility. Um and then after that, um, I kind of volunteered. It wasn't really like a full-on job, but I volunteered at like an animal shelter. And then I worked um, at a horse stable in high school. Um, I also did like an internship thing at like the zoo. Cause I, if you can't see the trend here, I love, love animals. animals. And yes. I was pre-vet okay. originally. So that was kind of like my goal. And then I changed my major obviously, but um, so then I did that. I got to go to the zoo every day um, before school. I did half days at school, and I got to go to the zoo every you morning. Half, the day of your, half of your high school school days at the zoo. Yeah, and my junior year. Um, oh, that doesn't suck. First semester, I got to go to the zoo every morning before school. And then the second semester, I worked at a horse stable in the morning. And then I went to school smelling like horses. But I went to school out in the boonies, and so everyone kind of smelled yeah, like horses. It didn't matter. Um, and then I worked at Panera. Uh, my senior year, I did half days also, and got to. I went to school in the morning, and then I uh, helped open a Panera um, where I grew up. And then um, I also I worked at like this like bouncy house place, like a trampoline. Place. Yeah, yeah, like it was like kind of like something like that. It wasn't like an actual trampoline park, but like yeah, I was just like a receptionist, okay. did paperwork. That was during COVID, and then I uh, was a cake decorator at Dairy Queen during COVID because I bake a lot and I love decorating. There cakes. you go. Um, and I think that was the last job that I had, if I remember correctly. All right, so I've got two questions from all that. One, well, not really a question. I feel like whenever you say that, and everybody's like, "You've had so many jobs." A lot of our, a lot of college athletes haven't had a job. Mm-hmm. They're so focused on it was sports, 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 right. sports. They never had time. Right. So you being able to play sports and have a job is just like something that like most of them haven't even thought about. Right. And honestly, after Juco, like after Juco, I, I mean, since I've been here, I haven't had a job. Right. I mean, there's just no, not enough time in the day. Right, and right. to the people who do have jobs and play Division One sports, I it's kudos impressive. them. And, and even if you don't play sports and you're just in college and you have a job, like I, I can't imagine doing that too because I mean you do have a job it's volleyball yes uh, yes technically yeah I do have a job but all right second I want to go back to the zoo what did you do at the zoo like what what was your daily half day at the zoo um because that's a pretty that's not a bad day to wave you're in high school it was really people are sitting in algebra you're at the zoo (laughs) it was really cool so it sucked because we had to walk 
from the entrance of the zoo to the very, very back of the zoo. And the Kansas City Zoo is, like, huge. It's a, Yeah, but you get to walk through the zoo, see yeah. all the animals. It was cool, it except for when it was raining or snowing. Well, yeah. Like, that sucked. Like, But, um, and we, our, like, room where we were set up, it was, like, a group of us from, like, different schools. We were in, like, the chimpanzee, like, enclosure type of thing. And there was, like, this room. And, like, on the back wall was, like, the glass. And, like, we just got to, like, see the chimps and stuff. And so a lot of it, we just did, like, projects. Um, and like we got to present like ideas of like different enclosures for different animals and um, like introducing like new animals to the zoo and stuff. And then we also got to like um, go, um, we got to go like in the rhino enclosure and like feed the rhinos. Like, so we got to do a lot of cool things. It was kind of like an internship slash like school slash, like we didn't get paid, but it was like a, it was something that like to put on your resume school. type of thing. Yeah. Better than in class. Yeah, way better than sitting in class. What was your favorite animal at the Kansas City Zoo? Uh, I love big cats. Okay. So probably the lions. The lions? Yes. Did you ever get to like, I mean, obviously you're not like in the lion enclosure with them. No. But like what was like the coolest interaction you had with the, the lions? Just being like just being a foot away see, from them. Yes. Just like right through that glass. Yes. Just right there. It was so cool. I feel like the big cats are, are, are the coolest. Tigers, cheetahs, leopards. Like I love big Tigers cats. Tigers are I think. huge. I know. And you don't really realize it until Every, you're like right. Everybody right always there. says lions the king of the jungle. It's like no, look at a tiger. No, that thing would tear a lion up. You know they have like ligers now. Like yeah, domest- not domesticated, but people like breed like tigers and lions together. Yeah, it's together. not good, right? I don't think it's, it's ethical, but they're gigantic. They're like well, yeah, they're tiger size with like tigers are kind of long and thin, mm-hmm. but those lions have some like muscle, some strength to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you combine that. Yeah, I don't think they're like healthy though. I don't think they are either, but they're cool to look they at. They kind of look cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> if, I mean, if you, if you can get over everything else. Um, speaking of animals, you have a couple dogs at home. Yes. What are your dogs' names, and what kind of dogs do you have? Luna is our family dog that we got when I was younger, and she's a miniature poodle. Okay. And she's like nine, I think. Um, and then during COVID, uh, my parents let me get a dog um, for myself because I lived in an apartment. Um, I didn't live at home, and so they let me get a dog, and her name's Lilo, and I rescued her. Like Lilo and Stitch? Yes, like Lilo and Stitch. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, And she's she's a mutt. She's a pit bull boxer. Like, she's just a bunch of different things. I got her, like, DNA tested. She's, like, a bunch of different. She's just a pit bull bull and boxer. Okay. So she's, she's like, brindle. She looks like a tiger. She's, like, three. So your dog's do photo shoots yes <laughs> like dressed up photo shoots yeah. talk talk about that um i was i saw i saw an example of one yesterday oh you did yes oh, it was their halloween photos yes it's so awesome so my parents um take them to get groomed every month and it's mainly for luna since she's a poodle like she doesn't shed so she has to get groomed a right, lot right. um but lilo goes with her and she loves it and they do um like around the holidays they just do photo shoots with them at the groomers and like every single holiday you can think of even if it's not a holiday just for like summer or spring or fall and like I it amazes me that they both sit still because like my dog Lilo she is like has the most energy ever like she's always moving always wanting to do something and the fact that they can get them to sit there and put like props on their head and like bows and hats and stuff like it just puts a smile on my face every time it's so cute so we talked about Kansas City a little bit. You right. love that you're from Kansas City. Very proud to be from Kansas City. I bet you Kelsey told you that, huh? It was Kelsey and Carly both said <laughs> you were very proud to be from Kansas City. Uh, does that make you like a big Chiefs fan, Royals mm-hmm. fan? Yes. 
Yeah, I love the Chiefs. I, I, it's not even the sports. I just love, I don't know, I'm happy about where I'm from. Like, how, I just, how do you feel about Kansas City's newest, uh, newest favorite person, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Oh, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I listened to Taylor Swift a lot growing up. I don't listen to her much anymore, but I do think it's cute. I think it's... Just seeing it at her Chiefs game is kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. It makes me wonder how much time she spends out in Kansas City and probably going to bring a lot of tourists and good for the city good for the city exactly all right so if i ever go to kansas city what's the barbecue place i have to go to um probably gates 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 barbecue okay. yeah or oh gates or jack stack okay one of the two because kansas city is big for barbecue oh yeah it is i'm gonna remember next if i ever go i'm gonna pull this pcast up and listen to it and say okay. michaela said i gotta go to gates yep and that's the one yep uh, you have a younger sister as well, right? Yes. She plays volleyball. Yes. Gabby. Gabby. How much yeah. younger is Gabby? She is 14. Okay. She's about to be 15. So what is, what's Gabby's volleyball future looking like? Um, I It's been so awesome watching her grow into the sport. She also played soccer for a lot of her okay. life. She followed in my footsteps, and then she quit and started to play volleyball. Just um, a family tradition. Yeah, I think so. And she, um, she was – and she's like a hitter and she's a setter. Um, I think she's got so much. I think she is such a talented setter. And I, I don't think she loves being a setter because, I mean, if you ask, it's a lot of pressure. It's a hard oh, yeah. job to have. Um, but she's so good at it. And I think I just hope that she sticks with being a setter because I think she could go wherever she wants. Yeah, wherever she wanted to. All right. What is your major? Finance. Business finance. finance. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a plan or not? Not. <laughs> not not a plan. No. It's fine. You're not you're not done yet. You still got school. I I love real estate. Okay. Um, I really I love like investing in real estate, like the idea of investing yep. in real estate. And I think that's why I kind of switched to finance so I could learn about like how to invest and stuff. So I don't really know what I want to do right out of college, but I know once I do have money, <laughs> I want to, I want to invest in real estate and do stuff like that. Cause I do love real estate. All right. Last question before the rapid fire question. Okay. Why Austin P? Why Austin P? You know, my coach at JUCO, um, actually grew up with coach Mott. Um, and she told me a lot of great things about her, and I actually didn't even get to meet any of the coaches when I came on my visit, because um, it was like very last minute. And but I fell in love with the campus and just being able to talk to the coaches like on the phone. Like I really liked their personalities. Um, Kelsey was the first person I met, and I mean, who doesn't like Kelsey? Right. She sold it to me, and I just. I don't know. Like, I just, I love this area. I love the weather. I wanted to go somewhere warmer because yep. the winters in Kansas A little chilly. A little chilly. Uh, like, talk about negatives. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I think it's a beautiful town, and I love Coach Mont, and I, yeah. So, I'm happy that I decided to come here. Awesome. All right, you ready for these rapid-fire questions? Oh, sure. What's your favorite word or saying? Well, I don't know how rapid fire this is going to be. Um, That's fine. It doesn't have to be that. My quick. favorite word or saying? Like, what's something you say all the time? Like, uh, I don't. Know, I don't even have an example on top. You of know. Head. You know. I yeah. A lot of you, you know. know. Yeah, right. I've been told that right. lately that I say you know after like everything <laughs> I say pretty much. What's the last book you read? Oh. Um, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, oh, it was this book of, like, um, poems, actually. Okay. Don't know what it's called, but it was a book of poems. Poems. What's your worst habit? My worst habit. Oh, gosh. Um, 
probably it probably has to do with laundry. Like I'm really good about doing my laundry, but then I can't like I just don't put it away. I just put my laundry away like two days ago and I felt so accomplished. It just accumulates. I'll just have a basket of clean clothes in my room. Yeah, I know. I feel like it sounds so gross, but like it's all clean. clean. They're clean. It's clean. I just don't want to put it away. Um, Listen, I'm I'm with you on that. (laughs) Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Walk a mile? Walk. Uh, Walking. No. 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 You don't think so? No. I can run a mile in like uh, just under eight minutes, so I don't think I could walk a mile. Maybe if I was like speed walk. I mean, I have long legs, maybe. I mean, walk. You know what a walk is. Yeah, I've never tried. Yeah, me either. So I'd I'll have to try that and get back to you. Don't try it because then it would ruin the question. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What is one rule in any sport you'd like to change or add? Mm, You know, volleyball when the ball hits the tape of the net, Mm -hmm. like the top, like when someone's serving and it like just falls over. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I wish that didn't count. I wish it was a reserve. Okay. Because that is probably one of the most frustrating things that happen when it just hits the tape and then falls over and everyone's Straight like, up. gosh, right. yeah. All right. There you go. What app on your phone gets the most use? <sighs> probably Snapchat okay. or TikTok. All right. What's the last gift you gave somebody? The last gift I gave somebody was, oh gosh, probably my boyfriend for his birthday. All right. Uh, who would you cast to play you in a movie about yourself? Oh, um, I just don't even have a clue. <laughs> um, probably someone funny. Like, I don't, I don't know. Probably a woman actress that you think about that's like funny. Cause I would love to like just laugh to every time I watch. Someone like them. a comedian. Yes, like a, probably a comedian. Like someone off SNL. You're just grabbing. Yes. One. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. All right. What's the most embarrassing song you love? Embarrassing song I love. Oh gosh, these are hard questions. Um, I I can't think of something for All that right. honestly. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Oh, Zach Bryan, and I'm going to see him next year. I'm super excited. Where at? Kansas City. Okay, those tickets were not cheap. I bet. Yeah, my mom got them for. There me. you go. I I looked at the queue when that when those tickets went on sale. Because her and my sister went without me this year. That's rude. Like a week after I came back to Tennessee for oh, preseason, no. and I w- I felt a way about it. So <laughs> we're going next year. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Oh, um, probably. Ian Salmer Hadler. I don't know if you know who that is. Who's that? He um, is an actor in Vampire Diaries. Okay. He was like my celebrity crush growing up. Okay, that's one. Um, Probably Tiffany Haddish. I think she's hilarious. Yep, she's funny. And probably like Barack Obama or something. There you (laughs) go. What is one place in the world you want to visit the most? I really want to go to Bora Bora. I think we've had that in like... Two of the I think that's exactly what Emma said, maybe. I, I mean, it's so beautiful. That is probably, like, I want to travel a lot. Like, I, I want to go to Europe and everything, oh, but yeah. I would love to go to Bora Bora. All right, so this question was Jordan Goko's question that I like so much I put it in the script forever. Okay. Uh, how would you survive a zombie apocalypse? Um, 
I don't know how long I would last in a zombie apocalypse. Zombies actually scare the crap out of me. I can't okay. even watch zombie movies. Like, okay. they actually, like, freak me out, I guess. I would try to... I don't even know what I would do. I hope that never happens because I... I don't know. Just, I, just hope it never happens. Just Yeah, let's just hope My, it never happens. Your plan for survival is it never happening. Yep, okay. pretty much. <laughs> uh, who or what inspires you? Hmm... My parents inspire me. What advice would you give to your younger self? <sighs> mm, to enjoy being young. And because I know I'm not that old, but time flies. Like, it really does. I mean, I can't believe this is my last year of college. Like, it yeah. just, time just freaking flies. <laughs> All right. So, this last question comes from Trevor Conley, who was last week's guest. He actually stole it from Mike DeLillo like three weeks before that. Okay. What would you name your first kid? Or what would your first kid's names be? And Mike wanted the name of a boy and a girl, so we'll just apply that rule here. You here know, well. Trevor actually told me that this was his question, and I just didn't even, like, prepare didn't to answer prepare it. Didn't prepare yourself. No. Um, oh, gosh. I just don't have a clue. Something unique. Something unique. I I cannot stand like basic names. Like it just drives me insane. Like some I could not tell you. I, I feel like that's really lame of me not to have an answer, but I don't know. Just something like unique that like, like bends off the table. Like not like crazy, but like not a, something like not like, unique enough to where like when they're in school, there's not like three of the same names. Yeah, in class. there's not like three Adams or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I get what you're saying. All right. Now you get to ask a question to next week's guest. What do you want to ask on the on the PCAST next Ooh. week? Ooh. I will ask. This is where we've been stumping people lately. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what it would what would that be? What would it be for you? Well, you're not supposed to ask me. That. Oh no, I do, I do that every week. <laughs> um. Oh gosh. You're like, what's your favorite food? Like, that's the answer, right? I mean, I love seafood, but that's just not one. Food. I mean, I feel like you could say I would eat seafood forever, and you get a whole big selection there. Yeah, but that's not. I'm talking about. I want specific. I want one piece of like food. Like you want like fish, and you want that kind of fish. Yeah. Or like crab legs. Like, there is one thing you can eat for the rest of your life, and that's what it is. What's yours? You know? Honestly, probably salmon. I love salmon. Salmon? Good source of protein. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can cook it. Yeah. Probably salmon. I feel like it's got to be like a meat, some kind of protein. Yeah. Like, you can't go, like, pasta. Yeah, like like cookies or something. Right. Yeah, it got to be some kind of meat. All right. Thank you for taking time to be on the PCAST. Yeah, thank uh, you. Good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck on the beach this spring. Thank and we'll you. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. There and wonder where good men's dreams go. And most nights I wonder how far train cars can travel. Or how far a man can go before one's truly unraveled. So won't you pray for me tonight I've been heading down a dark cold road And I've been dreaming of a board swing with some light
Another big thank you to Mikhail Powell, the Austin Bee Volleyball team, for stopping by to talk to us on our interview, which is brought to you by the Flats Off Madison. They offer beautiful one and two bedroom apartments in smoke free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent 931 538 3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. It's World Series time, Alex. It's uh, it's the World Series everybody expected. It's the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. That is the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are the last team in in the National League. They lost both of these teams lost 100 games two years ago. If the Cincinnati Reds had won their last two games over the St. Louis Cardinals, they would have took the Diamondbacks' spot in the playoffs. Dang. I just I know a lot of Rangers fans. I don't know a single Diamondback fan. Diamondbacks fan, but at the same time, all I've seen on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram is just people that are so excited about this World Series. That's not I, what I have seen. People are like, I mean, it's funny because like everybody's always like, oh, I don't want to see the Dodgers and the Astros and the Yankees right. in the World Series again and again. And then like we have a World Series with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers and everybody's like, oh, this sucks. See, I, I don't know how to compare it to another sport, but like it just seems like it's, I mean, I don't know much about either team, of course. I, you know, I know the Diamondbacks were the last team in. But, like, it just seems like people are excited about, like, an underdog story, especially with them being so, so bad, you said, two years ago. Oh, I wanted to see the Phillies in the World Series. I don't care. Give me the big markets. Uh, I'm sure MLB is not thrilled about having a Texas and Arizona World Series because yeah. they're getting, what, Central Time and they're getting Mountain Time, maybe West Something Coast. Better. They're getting neither of the big cities on either coast. TV ratings for this World Series will not be as good as L.A. and Houston were. Yeah, there's not a shot. So MLB was really hoping for Philly just for the money. But yeah. whatever takes money out of Rob Manfred's pockets, good with me. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I don't think either one of us had Texas or uh, Arizona in the World Series. Not even close, probably. So uh, who's your who's your World Series pick? Who's your favorite? Who are you cheering for? Um. I think out of either team, and it's really just because I have a lot of friends that are Rangers fans, I think I'm going to go for the Rangers. Um, it's funny. You know, like everybody knows me as a guy who's like not a very big baseball fan, but my buddy Blaine Keller, he called me the day that they like clinched or like we're going. He's like, we're going, we're going. And I'm like, congrats. I sure. think, yeah, why not? Um, yeah. I don't really care. I think I like. I'd like for to see Max Scherzer win a World Series ring with the Rangers. Uh, I, I I really I really don't care. I'm, we're focused on 2024 and the Cincinnati Reds because they well, they lost 100 games next year. It'll be two years ago, so uh, watch out. I'm sure I'll be definitely watching out whenever they miss playoffs again. Shut up! Shut your <laughs> mouth! Shut your mouth! The Reds are going to the World Series next year. You heard it here first. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Run back the clip in a year. All right, so today you're not going to be here, but we have Govs Madness tonight. Yeah, no, it's We're recording uh, this on Thursday. This might not be out till Friday, but Govs Madness <laughs> is Thursday night. It's going to be a big, big event, huge, gigantic. It is. It's and honestly, I've had a lot of people ask me like, "What's the difference in this Govs Madness compared to the two previous ones we've had?" And I keep on telling them like, "This is a whole production. Like we've been meeting." every week multiple hours every week just talking about this and you know grant i couldn't be here because of uh, the soccer championship but like every single detail is nailed down 
both teams are incredibly fired up. Um, Coach Gip, Coach Britt have been adamant about just pushing this on social media. Like, let's introduce the teams to the community. Let's bring everybody into FNM Bank. Like, a lot of people have seen FNM Bank, whether it was for the season ticket holder events or maybe the Nashville Preds games or three or three ice hockey games, stuff like that. But no, this is the first time that you're going to get to see basketball played at FNM Bank Arena, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. We've got giveaways. We've got a dunk contest. We've got three-point contests. We've got skills challenges. The men's basketball team is um, going to be doing a scrimmage. But I think the thing that I would most be most excited about is um, at 5.30, they're starting with an alumni game. And I've got a lot of friends okay. on it. I've got a lot of friends on the uh, old men's basketball teams, whether that's Derek DJ Wright, Drake Reed, Nick, I think Nick Stapleton's coming out. And those guys, like, they've all been texting me all day long, like, Alex, are you in the Don? And I'm like, no, guys, I'm in Fort Myers. But, no, Gov's Madness, it's about to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. Maybe we can get Terry Taylor to come out and uh, just, just put some NBA skills on the court. You know, I would really like um, if Terry's going to be there. But the bowl season just started. Um, they played yet. They played OKC yesterday, so I'm pretty sure he's he's a little. Can you imagine? Older. Can you imagine all these alumni show up? They're like, you know, in their 30s and their 40s. They're, you know, and then and then 20 20 whatever year old NBA star Terry Taylor shows up and just starts cooking them, which he would. I mean, you just know that for a fact. You're getting all these guys are in their 30s, 40s, maybe even a little bit higher. And you just got Terry Taylor doing Terry Taylor things. Who else is going to play in this game? We're going to see some Zach Galata corner threes or what? Zach, oh, you know Zach Galata's going to be pulling up from the logo. Um, I'm I mean, fired up to watch Zach Galata uh, shoot it a little bit. Haven't seen that in a while. Let it fly, my man. Catch and shoot. No, don't even think yeah. about it. Yep. Hey, I know a lot of a lot of people have asked if Coach Gibbs going to. Uh, Get the oh, shoes back that's on. The big question is Corey Gibson going to play in the alumni game? So a lot of people have asked him. The answer is no. He says his his knees just can't do it anymore. Oh no! And I'm like, Coach Gip, I know he could do it. You get you get him and uh, DJ on the same team. That's two point guards. Ain't nobody. I mean, that's the two craftiest people in program history, probably. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So you're in Florida for soccer. So talk about that. Yes, I'm in here uh, down here in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful. It's like 85 degrees, but it's windy as Florida is. Um, Govs are taking on Kennesaw State in the first round of the ASUN Women's Soccer Championship. First time we've punched our ticket. Um, we're the seventh seed facing number six, Kennesaw State, who we played a scoreless draw against. Um, as soccer tournaments are, it's a single elimination. You win. We advance to play host uh, Florida Gulf Coast on Sunday at noon. Um, you lose and your season's done. I know this, this team's been really fired up. I mean, ever since we clinched, um, they're excited. I think Kennesaw State, they're a big team. Like, we, we saw that in Clarksville a couple of weeks ago. They're a big team who plays hard. They play physical. But at the same time, so do we. So, I think, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Where are you guys staying at? Same place we stayed for women's basketball last year? No. Um, are you in downtown man, Fort Myers? No, we're a little ways away out of downtown. It's a really, really nice hotel. I was going to um, say, if you're in downtown, you can got to walk to that little lobster restaurant I got lunch at. Let me tell you, that place was good. Yeah. No, I – for a second I thought we might be staying there, but no, this this place is just as nice. Um, I mean, we got a little view of a little lake-ish thing outside. Um, a lake-ish thing. It, well, I can't 
I haven't like most of the time when I've been outside, it's been dark outside. So I can't really tell it's either like a lake or I'm sure it connects to the ocean. Like everything in Florida does, but um, it's nice. Weather's beautiful. At the same time, you know, doves facing Kennesaw state today at 4 PM central time, 5 PM Eastern. I just want to get a win, get a win. will keep me in Florida as long as you can. Just trying to stay down there and work on your work on your tan. Heaven knows I need it. All right, we've got the uh, ASUN Cross Country Championships this week, the men's and women's cross country team. Second trip of the year to the Music City, both uh, obviously at Percy Warner Park, where all the cross country meets ever have been ran. Uh, the last time the Govs ran there, Ashley Doyle led the Govs. She's led the Govs in every race this season. Uh, the men ran in a, a downpour last time they were there, so they're hoping to see a little less rain. Uh, second trip to the ASUN Cross Country Championships, see what the Govs can do. Yeah, no, I, I know that, that team's been, you know, last week they said a lot of PRs, and I think, you know, it's a good time to do it heading into the championship. You're going to a familiar course. Um, it's close, which helps you a lot, too. You don't have to travel down to anywhere else, so you're just 45 minutes down the road. Go there, set some more PRs, and uh, hopefully clinch a couple of people in the uh, regionals. The women's golf team is going to play their final tournament of the fall. Or not a tournament. It's a match. It's more of a match. It's basically the Ryder Cup of Austin P women's golf. It's uh, Austin P versus Murray State in the Battle of the Border. So the first morning, Monday morning, is uh, best ball. So you and a partner are both playing their own ball. You take the best score on each hole. The afternoon rounds are alternate shots. A little tougher because you hit a shot. Your partner has to hit the next shot from wherever you hit. So you don't have a – if somebody has a bad hole, not much you can do. Uh, And then Tuesday – will be straight singles matches, Austin P against Murray State. So basically, it's literally the Ryder Cup format with a few less rounds. But should be a lot of fun. Govs versus Murray State, Hopkinsville Country Club. Uh, yeah. I'll take our team against anybody. Hey, up in the 270. No, that's, uh, let's go finish the fall on a high note, especially against I'm that interested team. to see. I'm interested to see what the pairings are because I'm trying to, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, what are our pairings? Do you put, like, I don't know, Erica Scutts, obviously, number one. Are you putting her with Kaylee Campbell for some chemistry on the on the sophomore class? Or maybe Maggie Glass, also in that same boat. Or are you putting your two best of the – I mean, your, your two winners this fall up in Katie – or Katie Foshog and Erica Scutt. Maybe you put together the eight team there. And I don't know. It's interesting. It's like the Ryder Cup. It's fun to see who the pairings are. Uh, you can always look at it, too, like, Maybe you pair somebody with a big driver like Erica Scott with somebody with a really good short game to really make one really good player. That's more of the alternate shot thought process. For best ball, obviously, you're playing your own your own shot, so it doesn't matter as much if your games don't work together. But when you get to the alternate shot, you really do. You want to put somebody with a big driver, somebody maybe with a really good short game, really maybe like – I'm going to call my shot on an alternate shot. Erica Scott, Jillian Breedlove. Jillian's got a great short game, good putter. Erica bombs it. Erica's good all over the course, but she can really hit that driver. And you never know if Jillian hitting some shots off Erica's drive. Might be fun to watch. Might be fun to watch. Yeah, no, I guess I, I guess we'll see. I mean, uh, uh, you don't know anything about golf, so I'm just talking no, I'm to myself sorry. here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We've got volleyball this week as well. Their govs are hitting the road for a pair of matches Friday, 5 o'clock at Eastern Kentucky in Richmond, Kentucky, Saturday, 3 p.m. in Louisville against Bellarmine. Alex, those are two pretty good teams. Yeah. I mean, that's an Eastern Kentucky team that whenever 
like, you know, they came down to the Dunn uh, a couple weeks ago now. They're one of the best attacking, one of the best setting, passing teams, really, like, not just in the A-Sun, but in the country. Um, so I think the guys are going to have their work cut out for them. But you want to go into this one. I mean, you want to remember, you know, kind of what, what they did to you whenever they were here. I mean, they, they both of those teams handed you a 3-0 loss. And now, you know, every every conference match is important, of course. But now you're getting into the, the meat and bones of the schedule. You want to come in here. You want to upset a Eastern Kentucky team that's hot. You want to beat a Bellarmine team that's really good, uh, especially on their home court. Um, but no, like I said, those are just two very, both of them, very good attacking teams. They have a lot of weapons on the outside. Eastern Kentucky has one of the best setters in the conference easily. So you want to go in there, pick up a win, get hot, and uh, pick up some wins, especially in the uh, up in Kentucky. All right, Alex, we're on to the big one. The homecoming football game, Austin P, the number 20 ranked Austin P Governors and North Alabama in Fort Terrace Stadium. We're selling out the fort. We're going to do it. Uh, get your tickets now. Get your tickets. Sell out the fort. Hashtag sell out the fort. Uh, big game. They're all big games. But like I said, we, we knew the Govs closing with five straight conference games. They all mattered. They all they all matter a lot. And you get three of them, three of the last four right here in Fort Terrace Stadium. We've got this one. And then we're on the road next weekend and close with back to back in Fort Terrace Stadium. Uh, Govs are on a five game winning streak. They've outscored opponents by 134 points on those on those in those five games. So uh, things are rolling right now. Yeah, and the gut, I mean, the guys are hot. You're hope you're hoping to play in front of the biggest crowd in program history. Um, you know, hashtag sell out the fort. I mean, that's what we've been pushing ever shoot, ever since that Southern Utah game. Um, we've got a really good team in the Govs. You want to come in here, you want to take care of business, you want to have Mike DeLillo throwing the pigskin like he's been doing all year. Javon Jackson being Javon Jackson, which is, in my opinion, the best running back in the in the UAC. Um, and just, like I said, just take care of business at home and keep it hot. And, you know, that little program record of seven straight wins, pick one up today, pick one up next week, break that record right into the playoffs. Right into the playoffs. This uh, North Carolina Valley team is in its first year under head coach Brent Deerman. They're three and five, one and three in the UAC. They've got a big win on their on their schedule. They beat Chattanooga, who's right now almost a lock for the SoCon auto bid in the playoffs. So, they're it's a weird one and it's a weird three and five team because they've played everybody close. They're good. They're much better than they were last year, even without Shandarik Powell. Uh, their quarterback Noah Walters can run the ball. He can throw the ball. And Takari Kennebrew at receiver is a weapon. He's one of the best receivers maybe in the UAC country. Uh, he's a fifth-year senior, a redshirt senior, big guy, go up and get it. And he will. He'll go over defenders. He's been on the UAC play of the week more than once this season, uh, just straight mossing somebody. But govs are hot. I like, yeah, uh, I, like, I like our guys. I'll take our guys against the world. Uh, so got to get this big win on homecoming. At Eastern Kentucky next week. Now, Eastern Kentucky's on a little bit of a slide. It's that still doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's a big game. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be ready in their own building. We got them here last year. So that one matters. But you got to focus on this North Alabama one. Let's get the winning streak to six games. Let's get inside the top 20. Let's take the show on the road to Roy Kidd Stadium next week. Let's do it. All right. Give me your, give me your homecoming prediction for the governor's football team. I think I think it's a 48 to 48 17 govs. Get up get up early and just cruise. 
I was going to say 54 to 10. That's fair. Uh, 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 we have, listen, it's been three games since we scored 50, right? We scored yeah. 52 against, uh, 52 against Lindenwood, 41 against Gardner Webb and 48 against Southern Utah. That was in double OT, of course. Uh, I think we get another 50 burger, be our third of the season. We had a 60 lobster against DTSU. People forget mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, uh, I think we get 50 burger number three. I think we hold North Alabama to 10. They ran it pretty well against us last year. That's I, obviously having Walters who can run the ball at the court. We, we know about having a quarterback that can run the ball. Having Walters with Shanderic Powell was a nice little weapon for them to have last year. There is no Shanderic Powell. He plays for Central Arkansas. We'll see him in a little bit. But our defense gave up 45 last week. They're not doing that again. Not happening again. Not happening again. 54-10, Austin P. Uh, the FCS Reddit line, which is very unofficial, uh, and comes out on Monday, had us as a 23-point favorite. Govs in the points. Oh, hammer it. All right. Um, I think that's all we got this week. Yeah. Busy week. You're in Florida. Hopefully you're I, not back to the football game. Actually, I do have one little – one other little thing. Uh, okay. Um. Next Wednesday, men's basketball okay. charity exhibition game. That's right. Tell us about it. So men's basketball will be hosting Tennessee Tech at 7 p.m. in FNM Arena for the first official basketball game in the new arena. Um, it's a charity exhibition. Admission is free, um, but all proceeds from that game will go to benefit Operation Stand Down Tennessee. It's the first look you get of Coach Gipp and the guys in live action. We've got a lot of guys that have been – like I'm, I'm not just messing around or being like crazy optimistic. These guys have been in mid-season form since the first time I saw them practice. There's a lot of guys on this team that I know, a lot of people around the community know because they've been around doing community service. They've been around just, you know, being being good good govs and embracing the total gov concept. But you got guys like Demarcus Sharp, who's one of the best mid-major basketball players in the country. You got Jamonte Black, who's the top returning three-point scorer in all levels of college basketball. Uh, you got Daniel Luce you know, grandson of Coach Dave Luce, who was here for a number of years. Um, this team's about to be a lot of fun. It's a charity exhibition game. Come support a really good cause. And uh, watch the Govs as they prepare for a 23-24 season that I'm sure they're going to make a lot of a lot of marks. A lot of noise is coming. So, yeah, be ready. Get out there and support Operation Stand Down. Support the Govs. Watch them play for the first time at FN Bank Arena. And then we'll get it going for real in a uh, few weeks after that. Yep. All right, Dr. Kristen McGregor, Matthew Kilpatrick, Charlie Husband, Trey Price. They've got all the community service opportunities for you, student-athlete. It's Ghost Candy Drive time. Go donate that candy. Uh, we're doing chunk or treating at the football game this week, too, so be sure to uh, bring your kids dressed up and bring candy to the tailgate. We're going to hand it out. We're going to have a great time down there on Stash Street, Tailgate Alley. Yep. Alex, how do people follow us on social media? Follow us on X and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P Governors. And uh, shout out to Maddie, Bree, Lexi, Robert, Carter. Robin's back. Robin's, Robin's back. back. Today. Robin's in the office. I talked to her this morning. Glad to walk downstairs and see Robin sitting at her desk. Back to work. Yep. You know, you know, she's gonna be right back at it, uh, throwing out all the great videos that she's been doing for years. And um, I'm excited to have her back. Y'all, glad to have Robin back in the office. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Alex, Camille Blaylock, Chris Austin, Knox Trees, and myself. We've got all the information you can use right over there at Let's Go P.com. We've also got tickets at Let's Go P.com backslash buy tickets, or you can call ticket office at 931-221-PAY. Football season tickets. you still got three home games. 
if you don't have season tickets, that's more than half of the home games still. So why not? Why not call and get them? The Blazing VIP Zone sold out last game. If you don't get your tickets for that now, you're going to miss it. Better get them now. Hottest ticket in town. Alex, basketball tickets are on sale. Yep, basketball uh, season tickets and now single game tickets are available uh, through Ticketmaster. Makes things a lot easier. You got the digital tickets. Uh, you can transfer them to friends and family and stuff like that. Um, don't, you know, I've said it a hundred times. You do not want to miss a single game at FNM Bank Arena, whether it's for this men's team and coach Gip, the women's team and coach Britt. We know everything that she's done the past couple of years, you know, back-to-back semifinals appearances in the conference tournament. And they look a whole lot better this year. It's going to be a lot of fun at FNM this year. Find us on iTunes or Spotify, directly on our website, letsgokey.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating on the podcast. Alex, what should they what should they rate the PCAST? I'd probably say as high as you can go, which is usually five, five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest for us, Nova Local or on campus event? Uh, tell us how you're celebrating homecoming. Alex is going to hang out in Florida and not be at the football game. Yep, I'll be celebrating it with uh, the soccer team. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex out underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to Chris and on the Ghost Football Equipment staff for bringing the heat again. Because let me tell you, those homecoming helmets just nailed it. Fire. The only who who thought we could top the nine three one helmets from Tennessee? Nobody. Guess what? We did. That we did. Go to the Govs FB Twitter. Check those things out. They are they're bringing the heat. Nothing. Nothing on the heat. The helmets are bringing. Oh, sorry, you broke up a little bit. Sorry. You know, Zoom. No, the helmets and the jerseys and every it, it it's going to be electric. I lo- it's the first time that we've had those. I mean, it's it's amazing. Shout out. They're, to they're pretty. Shout out to Cole for catching the helmet approximately a hundred times when I threw it at him yesterday to take photos of it. <laughs> I was wondering Anywho, how you got those photos. Yeah, Cole, Cole, Cole might have a broken finger, but okay. whatever. Okay. All right, so that's all we got. So we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Mm-hmm.